All right, so uh, you're going to have to do a little talking today. Because remember, I told you about uh, do you fear the Lord? Think about how you fear the Lord, why you fear the Lord, uh, how you fear the Lord, uh, do you fear the Lord? What, how, what impact does that have on your daily life? So if anybody wants to share anything, I'm all ears. Okay, so why should we fear God? Keeps us in line. It's a beginning of wisdom. How about a lightning bolt on our head? Anybody think about that one? Um, it's interesting when you talk to people about why they fear God and how they fear God. This is my sister, Joyce. She has to get close so she can hear. Okay. And my sister, Terry's here, too. She's from Chicago, and she's from Florida. So it's nice to have them. And Evelyn, man, I missed you forever. <clears throat> okay. Uh, do we have a healthy fear of God? And if so... What difference does it make in our daily life? Does it keep us from sinning? I hope it does. Um, you know, there, there's a little, if you look carefully, there's a little bald spot right on top of Judy's head. That's from lightning bolts. <laughs> but not so much to kill her, just enough to get her attention. But it singed the hair. So think about this. Uh, we fear men so much because we fear God so little. What do you think about that? Right? I mean, we fear what man can do to us, but only because we don't fear God enough. Um, that's a really good saying. I like that. So keep that in mind. I'll ask you later. We fear men so much because we fear God so little. It's a very good statement. Before we get started, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for each one who came out in attendance, and I pray that your word, your word would uh, go out and accomplish its purpose this morning, and I pray that... Uh, the messenger will get out of the way and let the words speak. But I pray that uh, we would learn something about fearing the Lord today that we didn't know and uh, perhaps learn more about fearing you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you can't help, uh, if you've been reading uh, the Old Testament like we have, the elders, uh, with Moses coming in and he gathers all the people together and he says, here's what God says. And sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes he says, God's going God's to bless us and do this and that. And sometimes he says, 
trouble coming. You guys uh, get away from that family over there because uh, the earth's going to swallow them up because they didn't obey God. And then so they all separated and the earth swallowed them up. His whole family, all his sheep and whatever he had, the whole thing gone. Just like that. Now that will help you to get a hold of the fear of the God. Um, and that, that kind of thing happened a lot in the Old Testament. Um, certainly Moses and all the prophets. You know, I think uh, we miss that today so much. If we had a prophet, like who lived in the area or lived in town, who really spoke for God, says, this, pay attention, people. Get, get them together and say, look, this is what God says. Don't do this or don't go down this path because there's trouble up there. If you do, well, uh, afflictions, they used to call afflictions, will come your way. Maybe death or maybe sickness or whatever. But if you stick to obeying God's commandments, you're all good and you're going to be blessed and life's going to be great. So that message is out there very clearly. Obey His commandments, you'll be blessed. Don't obey His commandments and trouble is headed your way. We kind of forget that because we don't have one of those guys. And uh, so one of the things I've been thinking about, and uh, maybe we'll institute it in a little bit, is called the Moses Minute. Just uh, for one minute, read a few scriptures that kind of brings back that, that prophet, the prophet saying something. It's like, watch out for this. Don't do this or there's going to be trouble. Or uh, God will bless you if you do this. Um, so uh, I'm working on that. Just the Moses minute, one, one minute that says, hey, wait a minute, we don't have a, a prophet right now, but if we did have a prophet right now, he would be telling us these things. Um, because look at what happened to Israel even when they had prophets, they still went astray. They still did all kinds of stuff. Even though the prophets would totally tell them not to, and they had a guy face-to-face -face they could look at, and they still messed up. So we're messing up, and we don't have a prophet to come speak to us. But pay attention. Be sure your sins will find you out. Every time you read that verse, boy, that scares me to death. Be sure your sins will find you out. Because we're the only ones that really know our sin. And if you're honest, we should be running for the hills. So the Holy Spirit helps us. You know, back in the old days, they, didn't have, they weren't indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So they kind of needed a prophet or somebody like that to tell the people the Word of God. And they didn't have... Uh, the Bible so much around. So they kind of needed that kind of a person. But now we have the Bible in so many languages and all that stuff, translations, and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So it kind of takes the, the place of these prophets. So I'm going to talk just for a few minutes about how the Holy Spirit helps us with the fear of the Lord. 
Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us maintain a reverential trust in God with a hatred for evil by teaching us more about God's holy attributes. So what are his attributes? Um, it's what his personality is like, right? He's gracious, he's loving, he's kind, he's uh, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, you know, all, all those things. The, the more we spend time with God, the less we fear man. And that's so much for me uh, throughout my adult life. It's fear versus faith in so many situations in our life. We come up to something that's like, I don't know, I don't think that, I, I don't trust God enough for that to work out. So then we kind of, we don't do it. But instead, if we took that step of faith like God wants us to, even though we have no idea what's the second step, he blesses us like crazy because of that. I had a, uh, you know, when I was uh, working uh, in mental health, I would teach skills and stuff. And uh, the one person said it like this. It's like, I feel like you're asking me to jump off a cliff, to take that step off a cliff with just clouds down there. I don't know what's down there. Could be anything, could be nothing. I'm trusting you that there's some kind of net down there or a pillow or a cushion or something. And that struck me so much that that's how she felt about what I was asking her to do. And that's a lot about what our faith is. Sometimes it's, boy, you take that step off that cliff, you don't know. It's just clouds. And uh, we have to trust God that he's got us in his hand. Uh, John wrote, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone art holy, in Revelation 15. So ask the Lord to help you continually grow in your knowledge, intimacy, and confidence in the knowledge of the Holy One's attributes. Because if we really know God well, then we're going to be much more likely to take that first step of faith than if we don't. Um, and how do you trust, how do you end up trusting somebody? Because you know them, and you trust that they're going to do a certain thing. If they say a certain thing, they're going to do a certain thing. Um, so trust comes from knowing a person. If, uh, if you're always saying one thing and doing another, people aren't going to trust you so much, because that doesn't make any sense. It's like, uh, I hear what you're saying, but... All right, number two, the Holy Spirit reminds us that we are commanded to fear the Lord and keep all his commandments, which is a tall order because there's hundreds, maybe thousands of commandments. Um, now again, uh, we are a little separate. We're a little different from the Old Testament times. Um, but still, this remains the same. We're still commanded to obey God's commandments. And uh, so, uh, I hear it on cop shows all the time, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. 
You didn't know that it wasn't okay. You'd go to jail anyway. Same way with God's commandments. Just because you didn't know, that's not on God, that's on you. So we have to be in his word and we have to be constantly going over what his commandments are so that we know the right path for us. Like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. I love those verses. That's just, it lays it right out there. It just lays it out there. So the Holy Spirit reminds us that we're commanded to fear the Lord and keep all his commandments. Moses wrote, You will walk after the Lord your God and fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice, and serve him, and cling to him. In Deuteronomy 13.4. So ask the Lord to help you to fear God out of obedience, service, and your need for his support. So why do we obey God? Well, lightning bolts are one thing, but really we obey God because we love him. And when, we get, when we're reminded of everything that he's done for us, what little he asks of us is, is really nothing. I mean, comparatively, we got, we got the good end of the deal. So the Holy Spirit motivates us to fear the Lord with all kinds of rich incentives. Now, there's lots of promises in the Bible. Some are just, God's going to do this, and some are conditional. God's going to do this if you do this. Um, so he throws in a lot of incentives, like he's going to bless you with long life, whatever. Uh, Solomon wrote, by humility and the fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. Sounds pretty good, right? Um, Proverbs 22.4, ask God to help you motivate others to fear God by our example. Okay, so we are an example to the people around us. Uh, whether we like it or not, people are paying attention and they're watching us. Uh, you say you're a Christian, but look what you do. Well, we have to be careful with that. Not that we're perfect, because we're not perfect. We're a sinner just like they are. Uh, and that, but that, sometimes that can be a good response. Look, I, I'm a sinner just like you are. The only reason why I'm going to heaven is because God gave me grace. So let me tell you about that. Um, but I try not to, I says, go and sin no more. I try that. The Holy Spirit helps us worship the Lord in spirit and truth when we fear the Lord. It is impossible to worship the Lord without a proper reverential fear of his name. If we don't really fear God in some way, then what do we care, right? I mean, he's just, I've heard it all the time from non-Christians. He's, I believe in God. Yeah, he, he's up there somewhere. He's mostly asleep. I don't think he pays attention to what I do or what's going on down here. I think he's got other things to do, which is completely opposite of the truth. He knows how many hairs are on my head, and he put them there. Okay. So we need... A, a proper fear of God to obey him. 
The Holy Spirit encourages us to fear the Lord in order to come underneath God's protective care. Isaiah wrote, Fear not, for I am with you. And I think of the, uh, so many times that the angels, when they went to the shepherds, the angel, and he said, fear not. And so many times when the angels appeared before people, the first thing they said was, fear not. Because seeing an angel in front of you is pretty scary. And so they, they want to get past that right away and say, no, no, I'm not here to hurt you in any way. Fear not. Listen to what God has to say. So it sounds like conflicting message. Fear not, but fear God. So it's not just as simple as I fear him for everything. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't remember the last time God used a lightning bolt. It was probably on Judy. But uh, he doesn't use that so much anymore. It's a miracle she's here this morning, really. <laughs> Uh, the Holy Spirit shows us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right? So what's that mean? To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because we trust Him? Okay. Have you ever really thought much about that? I mean, it sounds so simple, but how does that really work? The more we fear him, the more wise we get, or what? Okay, right? Um, the Holy Spirit teaches us that he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears their cries and saves them from defeat. Psalm 143. Ask the Lord to help you fear God so you can see more of your desires fulfilled through his mighty power. All right, so when we fear God, he blesses us. Uh, again, I think in some ways it was easier to live in Old Testament times as far as knowing what God wants because there was so many examples going on around us. Um, and when you read the Old Testament, and you see how God blessed one person. He took him out of a bad situation, and he just blessed him, and not anybody around him, but he blessed that guy right there and all his family and his shepherd and everything, and it was so evident to everybody around. God's blessings on this guy, and it's because he's fearing him. The Holy Spirit helps cleanse our minds, our emotions, and spirits with a healthy fear of God. Um... Psalm 19.9. So ask the Lord to help you sanctify your mind, will, and emotions with a greater fear and respect for God. The Holy Spirit encourages us to grow spiritually, right? If we didn't have the Holy Spirit within us, helping us to commune with God and, and encouraging us to do what's God's will for our lives, like the Old Testament people, they didn't have that. So uh, in that way, we got it good. We got the Holy Spirit living right inside of us and telling us what to do and helping us when we read God's Word. He helps us to understand it. Um, so the Holy Spirit teaches us more about, 
uh, God's will for your life. And uh, so most of us are older, but when I was a young man, I questioned so much. What's God's will for my life? What's God's will for my life? What's my part in this whole deal? And for a long time, I didn't know. I really, I really felt I got it figured out, mostly, when I was 35. You know? So, uh, sometimes it takes a while. Maybe it's my thick head or whatever, I don't know. But I really wanted the Lord's will. And when I found it, I knew I had it. I knew this is where God wants me. He's blessing me. This is it. He showed me. And it's awesome. When you're in the center of God's will and he's blessing you, that's an awesome thing. The Holy Spirit helps us to learn how to be content and satisfied with a healthy fear of God. Uh, Micah wrote, What does the Lord require of you but to fear him for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a great, mighty and awesome God. So ask God to help us find a greater contentment and fulfillment and satisfaction through our fear of God. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit helps us overcome our wants, desires, and urges with a fear of God. David wrote, for those who fear him, there is no want. So does that mean, like, if I got a bunch of wants, I'm not fearing them enough? I mean, you got you to gotta ask yourself that question. Because does God really mean what he says here in this verse or not? And am I content with what I have? If I'm not then maybe I need to figure out a way to fear the Lord more. Because God does mean what he says. So for those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack nothing. Nothing. Now, that, doesn't, that might be a little different than what we want. We have all kinds of wants. Uh, I'd like to have a million dollars, I think. Sometimes I say, forget that. But uh, I'd like to have a new car. I'd like to have some things. But am I content with what I have? That's a good sign that we're in a good spot with the Lord when we're content with what we have. And really, I mean, you have to say, we are such blessed people here in America. We have no idea the poverty around the world. You know, in comparison, we're the richest people in the world. I mean, by far. We don't even think about all the things that we have. That, <laughs> you know, I had a cheeseburger last night, and it was this big honking thing, right? I don't know why they got these quarter pounder things, but whoever come up with it, now all hamburgers, cheeseburgers are quarter pounders. You know, or, you know, they got two, three slabs of meat. You know, that would feed a whole family for like a week. Um, and I think about that every time I see one. And Heather, uh, you say Lydia doesn't eat cheese, but she sure chowed down that cheeseburger last night. 
not a problem. The beef and the cheese and lettuce, whatever, she, she went for it. So she helped me to, to eat it. The Holy Spirit gives greater endurance to those who fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. It's important that we ask ourselves, what do these verses mean? And what do these verses mean to, to me? Because these verses can mean something different to different people. That's the beauty about God's Word. Is I get something completely different out of this verse than you do. And, it, and it's right for both of us. I mean, that's so cool. That's why every time you read the Bible, there's something new. There's something different for us. You can't, that never goes away. And I've read lots of other books myriads of times, but there's nothing new there. <clears throat> Ask God to give you greater perseverance and knowledge of what is best as a result of your fear of the God. The Holy Spirit gives us greater peace of mind purity of thoughts, and upright conscience when we fear the Lord. Paul wrote, Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holy, holiness out of reverence for God. We could do more of that, right? Um, for those of you who have ever, who have ever fasted, that can be a really good way to do this. And by fasting, I mean uh, no food, maybe some water for a day or whatever, and just focus in prayer to God and get a hold of God. Um, spend time with God and let Him purify ourselves from everything that contaminates our body and spirit. Um, and I leave chocolate off that list. Chocolate's a non-contaminant. So give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Ask God to help me learn more about God's will for my personal life, my relationships and ministries, through a growing reverence for God. So not just me, but my relationships. I used to say it all the time at work. You can't have a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person. It, it can't work one way. It has to work two ways. And so if the other person has poor boundaries or they're all over the place, you can't trust them, they lie to you all the time, you can't establish a healthy relationship with that person, no matter how much you want to, even if it's your spouse. You, you, can't, you can't get there on your own. It takes both people to have a healthy relationship. But think about the relationship we have with God. He's the healthiest one. We pale in comparison to Him. So... That's just awesome. Uh, the more time we spend with God, the more He purifies us and cleanses us and, and helps us. In our ministry, what's our ministry? Uh, God's given each of us a ministry, whatever it is. And like I said, I, I suggest again that uh, each one of us consider these children that we have here 
and reach out to them in some way. Get to know their name, say hi to them every Sunday, maybe bring them a treat, whatever. Um, but get to know the kids because they're the future of the church and maybe someday they'll end up standing here because of something you did. That's crucial. I'm here because of the people who did that to me, for me. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to conquer fear of people and problems because we have a greater fear of God. Solomon wrote, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. Turning a man from the snares of death. Proverbs 14:27. The fear of man will provoke to will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Again, I really want you to think about what that verse means for you. Like I say, it can mean something different for each of us. But we don't want to get snared up by men, and God can help draw us out of that and keep us safe. Ask the Lord to help us find more of our answers in the fear of God as we draw more strength from his infinite resources. So our conclusion, do you fear the Lord our God, your God, my God? Do we fear him? I don't know if anybody would raise a hand that says, yes, I fear him enough. We're probably deceiving ourselves if we would do that. What does it really mean? It's kind of like forgiveness. I've been studying forgiveness for a long time. What does it really mean, forgiveness? And, how, and why do we forgive and how do we forgive? That's really a complex thing. That is a complicated issue. And so is the fear of the Lord. You know, I mean, this, these verses are black and white, but the application of these verses... In our life, that's the hard part. I know what God says, but how do I implement that into my life? That's not so easy. Um, does the fear of the Lord affect our lives daily? Now, again, not that we're walking around and waiting for lightning bolts, but be sure your sins will find you out. There are consequences for sin, no doubt about it. Um, so I think each of us are aware of that you know I've heard the saying a lot that uh, why isn't life fair well really we don't want life to be fair because we've gotten away with a lot of stuff really I mean how many times have you gotten away with something that nobody really knows and if they knew it, it would be ugly. Um, and that would be fair. Fairness would be nobody gets away with anything. So there'd be lightning bolts everywhere. I mean, we'd, you know, we're, we'd be all on the ground with lightning bolts. I mean, it would be crazy. But the fear of the Lord and His grace saves us from all that. Thank Praise the Lord. So I have a few more verses I want you to think about. Um, Proverbs 1.7, this is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So that's just the beginning. So there's other parts 
of wisdom besides fearing the Lord. But you've got to start there. Because if you don't fear the Lord, like I say, then, then you're not going to listen to what he says. You're not going to follow his commandments. You're not going to have a better relationship with him. You've got to fear him first. Second part of that verse is, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Have you ever tried to give somebody some really good advice and they blow you off? And, you know, I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm just offering you this advice. Forget it. I already know the answer. I know all my answers. I don't need your input. Now, my job at work, I got paid to offer advice. I mean, that's cool, right? I mean... For a guy who loves to offer his advice, and then you get paid for doing it, I mean, that's great. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, Deuteronomy 6.2, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, all the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. Right? Now that's typical of the Moses message. Right? I will bless you, God will bless you, if you keep my commandments. When you don't, uh, fire and brimstone sometimes, uh, sometimes you get sucked into the earth, all kinds of crazy things. Deuteronomy 8.6 Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and fear him. Now, when the Israelites were coming out of the desert the first time, they sent 12 spies into the Promised Land. They'd only been in the desert not too long. And they sent 12 spies into the Promised Land to spy it out and say, okay, what's it look like? Because God's promised this land. Only two spies came back and said, no, it's good. We got this. Ten spies said, no, there's giants there. We can't, they got walled cities. We can't do this. That's crazy. So what'd they do? They turned around. And then they spent 40 more years in the wilderness so that that whole generation of unbelievers died. That was their consequence of wandering in the wilderness for, four, for the rest of your life because you didn't have the faith in the people you sent out. That's pretty extreme. Now, for some of those people, maybe they've never saw a tree for the rest of their life. I don't know. The desert's a pretty lousy place to be. Snakes and all kinds of things. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 17, 19. It shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by carefully observing all the words of this law and these statutes. We may learn to fear the Lord all the days of our life by observing all the words of the Bible. Deuteronomy 31.12 Assemble the people, the men, the women, the children, the aliens who are in your town, who live with you, so that they may hear and learn and fear the Lord your God. Be careful to observe all the words of this law. You get this message that's coming through? Fear the Lord. The obey is better than sacrifice. That's where it came from. 
Joshua 4.24, that all the people of the earth may know, all the people may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So many times, time after time after time, when the Israelites were going to go fight somebody, God wanted them, God wanted it made very clear, I'm doing the fighting for you. It's not because you guys are doing it. And so, so many times, he didn't even make the armies fight. Right? They, they surrounded the camp, and they had lanterns, and they blew horns and stuff, and the enemy just killed, killed themselves. They never actually fought. And, you know, it reminded me, there was this one battle that they had with the Philistines, and when they, at the end of the day, at the end of the battle and everything, they took account of all the men and see who was missing, who lost on the battlefield. Nobody. Not one person was missing. Everybody came out of that battle. Are you kidding me? Come on. What kind of battle is that? They wiped them out. Not one person was missing. That's awesome. That's God fighting for us. And he fights for us too. But we've got to fear him. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your word that we can learn from. Help us to learn all your statutes, your commandments, uh, your promises, uh, all the things that you want us to do here on earth. Help us to know you really well, know all your attributes. And once, once you really get a hold of the sovereignty of God, you don't fear man. Man can do nothing to you because you know how powerful God is. And Lord, I pray for these, these people this morning. I pray that you'll help them, each of us, to get closer to you and to have more, a growing fear of you, a proper fear of you, that will help us in our spiritual life. In Christ's name, amen.